In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Welcome to South Lanarkshire Crematorium for the funeral of Harry Movena. Uh, welcome to family members uh, who are here with us. Uh, a special word of welcome to family and friends who are joining us in the live streaming and who will also be joining us maybe later on in the audio recording uh, uh, in the parish. I know that it will be very hard for many people who wanted to be here but are unable to be here because of the restrictions. I know that so many people wanted to say their own farewells to a man who was very much loved and respected by so many people. Today is painful for all of us. We're not even able to assemble for the Mass, but Requiem Mass will be live-streamed at 10am from St Bride's, and there will be a memorial Mass later on when the restrictions are lifted. And I believe also that there's a gathering uh, planned uh, for family and friends as well. We've gathered here today uh, to attend the funeral rites of the Catholic Church for Harry. It's a moment to remember his life, to pray for him and to have faith. This funeral itself takes place, as you know, in Easter time, in which we are reminded ourselves of a new life that has been granted to us a new life here and now, but also a new life at the end of our own earthly life as well. I don't think I have to tell any of you who are here today that Harry was a man of deep faith. He prayed constantly all through the day and his faith meant everything to him. Of course that faith was granted to him in baptism, but it was also a bright light that was kept burning throughout his life. And he was, in truth, a man who embodied that faith. He was charitable, a good man, who lived his life with high standards and was exceptionally good-natured. He had that big smile, that warm and cheery personality, and those kindly ways that shone out right to the end. We thank God today for his life and all that has meant to his family, and to his many friends. In the waters of baptism, Harry died with Christ and rose with him to new life. May he now share with him eternal glory. Dear brothers and sisters, we believe that all the ties of friendship and affection which knit us as one throughout our lives do not unravel with death. Confident that God always remembers the good we have done and forgives our sins, let us pray, asking God to gather Harry to himself. Lord our God, the death of our dear brother Harry recalls our human condition and the brevity of our lives here on earth. But for those who believe in your love, death is not the end, nor does it destroy the bonds that we forge in our lives. We share the faith of your son's disciples and the hope of the children of God. Bring the light of Christ's resurrection to this time of testing and pain as we pray for Harry and for those who have loved him. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. 
from St Paul's letter to the Ephesians. With God on our side, who can be against us? Since God did not spare his own son, but gave him up to benefit us all, we may be certain of, after such a gift that he will not refuse anything he can give. Could anyone accuse those that God has chosen? And when God acquits, could anyone condemn? Could Christ Jesus? He not only died for us, he rose from the dead, and there at God's right hand he stands and pleads for us. Nothing, nothing therefore can come between us and the love of Christ. Even if we are troubled, or worried, or being persecuted, or lacking food, or clothes, or even being threatened or even attacked, for these are the trials through which we triumph by the power of him who loved us. For I am certain of this, neither death nor life, no prince, nothing that exists, nothing still to come, not any power or height or depth, nor any created thing can ever come between us and the love of God made visible in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. From the Gospel of St. Matthew. Jesus spoke this parable to his disciples. The kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were foolish and five were sensible. The foolish ones did take their lamps, but they brought no oil. Whereas the sensible ones took flasks of oil as well as their lamps. The bridegroom was late, and they all grew drowsy and fell asleep. But at midnight there was a cry, The bridegroom is here, go out and meet him. At this, all those bridesmaids woke up and trimmed their lamps, and the foolish ones said to the sensible ones, Give us some of your oil, our lamps are going out. But they replied, There may not be enough for us and for you. You had better go to those who sell it and buy some for yourselves. They had gone off to buy it when the bridegroom arrived. Those who were ready went in with him to the wedding hall and the door was closed. And the other bridesmaids arrived later. Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, I tell you solemnly, I do not know you. So stay awake because you do not know either the day or the hour. I was very happy to celebrate uh, Mass for Harry on his 90th birthday and to give him a special blessing on that day. He sat at the back of the church as he usually did And I remember thinking on that occasion what a privilege it was to be able to give him that blessing on the day. Someone who'd lived such a long and good life and I could see that it meant also a great deal to him. As you will know yourself, he took things of his faith very seriously and they meant everything to him. And he arrived at the age 90 with a very deep faith not simply in terms of conviction, but something that was deep in his soul, for he had a very deep love 
of God. And like St Paul says in the reading of today's service, nothing could shake that faith, nothing could come between him and the love of God made visible in Christ. When I gave him that blessing, I could never have known that in a relatively short space of time we would be gathering here for a different kind of blessing that comes at the end of life, to say prayers that gently ease Harry to heaven. If there is a sense in which all of us hope to be prepared for that day when the Lord calls, we have no fears for Harry, for there was a whole lifetime of prayer and faith and receiving the sacraments that were an intrinsic part of his life. He was not like those bridesmaids caught out. His light was kept burning brightly right to the end. When the Lord called him in the end, he was ready to go. As you probably know, because of the restrictions, and myself was unable to go to the hospital, there was only a group of priests who are allocated to visits that are able to go to the hospital at this present time. At this present time, the priest who saw him, Father Mark, said that they spoke for twenty minutes, and Harry was very grateful for everything that the nurses and doctors were doing for him at that time. And he also said that he knew that he was very, very ill, and that Our Lady would gently lead him into a deep sleep from which he would not awake. This was exactly what happened in the end. For no longer strong enough, he simply entered into a deep sleep and slipped away. His bags were packed and he was ready for the journey. We have no fears for him. We know that he's in God's hands, that he loved and served all his life. He's with all of those that he loved here on earth. We have no doubts of this. Just a few words about Harry's life. He was born in Camus Lang at Mansion Street on the 2nd of October 1929. His parents, Annie and Henry, his sisters, Nan and Mary, and brothers, Robert and Jimmy, they are all now deceased. He attended St Bride's School and, of course, St Bride's Church, where he made his sacraments. When he left school, he worked at the paper mill until his call-up to national service. After his national service in the RAF, he returned to work in that same paper mill. He married Anna McCleary at St Charles's Newton in February 1954. Their first house being in Anna's family home until they had their own home in Woodlands Crescent where they established themselves. They were to have a large family, Anne, Theresa, Jane, Francis, Patricia, Harry, James and Andrew. And Woodlands Crescent, of course, was a very happy place for the family to be brought up and, of course, they had many friends in that place. And he was most happy, especially in his garden, and he was a man who had great hands and was able to do much DIY. For most of his working life, uh, he worked assembling office equipment and shelving and eventually became self-employed in the same work, travelling to different parts of the country with that same work. In the latter part of his working life, he worked at Scottish Mutual Assurance 
family moved to Glenside Drive in the late 1970s, then moved to Milton Avenue. Uh, always good at doing things, he set himself the task of fixing and rebuilding this home. Next move was to Langley, Langley Avenue, and it was here that Anna, his wife, passed away, which was a great sadness to him and all of the family. Harry's uh, next move was to Loch Bray uh, to sheltered accommodation, and then finally to Clydeford uh, View, where he spent uh, the last years of his life, and he was very happy indeed. He was delighted to see a whole host of new members to this family, 17 grandchildren and five great-grandchildren. He was never lonely and enjoyed very much when the family themselves visited. You will know about him that he had a great love for a certain football team in the east end of the city and kept a close eye on their progress or otherwise. He was a fan from childhood and was very knowledgeable about the game and about this team. Again, as you will know yourself, he was very warm-hearted and had very kindly ways. He was always smiling and he was always happy. And he always had a good word for people and was always grateful for kindnesses shown to him. He was cheery, friendly and never ever seemed his age. We should of course mention today that he was a very gifted artist and he would spend long hours painting and he confessed very much to getting lost in it. The paintings themselves were beautiful, detailed, intricate, with beautiful colours. He was very gifted and I'm sure that these paintings themselves will be treasured in the family in years to come. He had many friends over the years because he made he found making friends very easy, very open and very friendly. Many people he met in those last years of his life at St Bride's grew to love him very much indeed. He had many friends in different parishes that he attended and probably also in the different works that he was involved in as well. He was a remarkable man in many ways. There was something that was very special about him, the kindness and the goodness shone out of him. As mentioned, his faith was very important to him and he would often speak to me about the things that he was praying for and the people that he was praying for as well. I know very much that the family loved Harry very much indeed, and he loved all of them as well. And I know that his friends loved him very much, and they are very sad to hear of his passing from this life. When we look back, don't we, we sense that what we've witnessed is a long and good life, a life of kindness and simple goodness. His family today are very proud of him, and rightly so, for he was a good man in every sense. God knows everything, God sees everything, and God will reward everything. For Harry, heaven is the place where he will be.
We have no doubt about it. God will reward them for everything. We can be sure of that. Today we thank you, Harry, for a life of kindness and goodness. Today we thank you for your work and your good example. And today we ask God to bless you with his peace and his love. And in these Easter days, may you know the joy of resurrection and new life. For Harry, who in baptism was given the pledge of an eternal life, that he may now be admitted to the company of the saints, Lord, hear us. For our dear brother, who ate the body of Christ, the bread of life, that he may be raised up on the last day, Lord, hear us. For all our deceased relatives and friends, and for all who have helped us, that they may have the reward of their goodness, Lord, hear us. For those who have fallen asleep in the hope of rising again, that they may see God face to face, Lord, hear us. We pray together in the words that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. O God, creator and redeemer of all the faithful, grant to the souls of your departed servants release from all their sins, and hear our prayers for those that we love, and give them pardon that they have always desired. We ask this through Christ our Lord. And before we go our separate ways, let us take leave of our dear brother. May our farewell express our affection for him, may it ease our sadness and strengthen our hope. One day we shall joyfully greet him again, when the love of Christ which conquers all things destroys even death itself. To you, O Lord, we commend the soul of Harry, your servant. In the sight of this world he is now dead, in your sight may he live forever. Forgive whatever sins he may have committed through human weakness, and in your goodness grant him everlasting peace. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Eternal rest grant unto him, O Lord, and let perpetual light shine upon him. May he rest in peace, and may his soul and the souls of all the faithful departed, through the mercy of God, rest in peace. Amen. And may the love of God and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ console you and gently wipe every tear from your eyes. May Almighty God bless you today, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Go in the peace of Christ. Thanks be to God.